Um, and what do people say with, to you, you know, when, when, when pale face people come up to you on the street and they ask you about your views? What are some of the conversations that you might have with them? I, I would love to hear some of those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> invariably, invariably, some liberal white woman says to me, I'm colorblind, I don't see color. And I say, I knew that before you told me that because if you saw color, you wouldn't wear that shirt with those pants. And then she gets all upset and, ex and angry because I've offended her. You see, I'm offended when she says to me that she doesn't see the largest organ inch per inch on my body. Because when she says I don't see colors, she's talking about skin color. She does too see color. She sees whether I am the proper color or the color that she isn't allowed to speak to. And if I were a person of color, she wouldn't say that to me, except they do. I've, I've heard them say that. I heard a white woman say that to Linda Guillory one day. And this woman diddled up to Linda Guillory. Diddled means to take short, quick steps. I, there are some other definitions, but that is. And she up, came, up, up to Linda Guillory and she said, Linda, when I see you, I don't see you black. And I thought, oh Lord, back up, Jane. There's gonna be bloodshed here. So I backed up and Linda Guillory said very nicely, I think you have an eye problem. Let's go down, let's make an appointment with the optometrist so that you can get your eyes fixed. That woman got away from her just as fast as she could. And I said, Linda, that was beautiful. She said, well, <laughs> you have to tell it the way it is. And I thought, oh Lord, let me spend time with Linda Guillory. And I did. And she taught me everything <laughs> I know. She was brilliant. And she is brilliant. She still lives in Denver, Colorado, and she's absolutely brilliant. Uh, have you ever been threatened after you do one of those uh, brown eyes, <laughs> yeah. blue eyes things? <laughs> yeah. yeah, some blue-eyed male always gets angry. I've been hit by a blue-eyed male. I've had a knife pulled on me by a blue-eyed male. He hit you. I've been, oh, he hit you. Oh, yeah, he went boom, boom, boom across my arm three times just as hard as he could because he was on the other side of the table and we had signs all over the room that said, blue-eyed people and dogs keep out. If I have only one life to live, let me live it as a brown. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a brownie by the toe. All the things that you heard as a child, yeah, were on the walls. And he was furious. And this little pipsqueak came up and he demanded that we have a better place to work. And I said, this is what you've got. Sit down and shut up. Well, the chairs for the blue-eyed people were in the middle of the room. The brown-eyed people were on each side of them facing the brown-eyed people and looking, and looking in on the blue-eyed people. There weren't enough chairs for all the blue-eyed people because you know how blue-eyed people are. They don't listen anyway. So we had to have some of them sit on the floor. He said, this isn't a proper learning environment. And I said, it's better than some of you blue-eyes even deserve. Now sit down and shut up. And he came up, he, he <laughs> tore the signs off. <laughs> he, tore the, he tore the posters. <laughs> this is not funny. You stop laughing. He tore the posters off the wall, threw them on the floor and walked on them and then went to a Japanese-American woman sitting in the brown-eyed section at the end of the first row and shook his finger at her and said, you get down there and sit on the floor, that's where you belong. And everybody at that point was getting a little tense. And I said, you need to, put, you need to stop what you're doing and find a chair. Now he came around, around the, the brown-eyed, around the blue-eyed group and stood over a, an Asian man in the front row and said, you sit on the floor, I want that chair. And the Asian man stood up and said, why don't you just sit down and learn something? And at that point he sat, the guy sat on the table in front of me. So I put my finger against his back and I said, get your butt, get your butt off the table. And that's when he turned around and said, stop, you stop hitting me. And he hit me three times, just as hard as he could with his little open hand across the arm, bam, bam, bam. He says, and then he said, she's hitting me, she's hitting me. You stop hitting me. And 
40 people in the room and they all saw that I wasn't hitting him. He was hitting me. And then the fun began. So then they, they took him out of the room, took, took him and his big tall cohort out of the room and put them in a room down the hall. And we went ahead with our exercise. When, we were, when they were doing the um, test, the dove counterbalance test, the manager came in and said, Jane, um, the men you took, you kicked out are down the hall. They need to talk to you. I said, oh, they do? I said, they aren't going to like what I say. Well, let's go. So we went down and talked to them. They were both crying. Tall, white male and a short little punk crying. I said, what's your problem, boys? You get caught? <laughs> they had become boys. They had become boys and they had no defense. I said, here's the way it is. You ain't fools of yourselves. I'm going to let you back in while we do the debriefing. But if you say one word, you'll be put out again and you could both lose your jobs. And incidentally, fellas, what you did, little man, was assault me. And I could sue the company for the fact that you assaulted me. Now, if you want to get charged with assault and battery, just open your mouth to me or about me where I can hear it. Do we understand one another? Yes. It's yet good for you. And I turned around, left the room, went back. 